Hello and welcome into another BA Chats. We're here again, Koontz. What do you think? Oh, I think good things are happening with BA Chats. Thank you so much for listening to us. We've had some exciting communications this last week. Yeah, some really wonderful things have happened. We've had a, a gentleman from New Zealand email us. What? Yeah, and just talking about the podcast, how he's really connecting and really learning things about the Lord and just his, you know, regular, what a normal Christian life looks like. And he's just, it was just really great feedback. So we want to encourage you guys, if you are listening and you want to give us feedback on what you're hearing, you can email us. It's super easy, bachats at BethelAtlanta.com. So we'd love to hear from you. So BA Chats exists because testimony means do it again, God. So... The way that the Lord works, he's so generous and he's so wonderful and he's so precious. He does wonderful things in all of our lives and then it works as an invitation to everybody else because he just has that much goodness to pass around. Yeah, because he wants his kingdom per- to perpetuate and grow, <laughs> right? right? He's just generous. Yeah. He's just got lots to give. So we want to encourage you always to do it again, God. Stand up and say, Father, yes, that for me. I want to live. I want to live well. I want to live happy. I want to live free. Yeah. And so BA Chats exists to to give the testimony, to share the testimony. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a place to share the testimony. You, hey, email us chats at BethAtlanta.com <laughs> so we can get your testimony. That would be awesome. We would love to share it with other people and give them an invitation into your breakthrough. That's awesome. And then historically, we are—we have been interviewing Bethel Atlanta staff, which has been marvelous. They're such sweet people. Tonight, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm so happy. I have a girlfriend in. Kevin and I have invited a personal friend in, Erin Miller. Welcome, Erin. Thank you both for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you were able to do this. You, She does not spend just bukus of time in town. So it was like, Erin's in town. Erin's in town. Maybe she could come. And so... Timing is everything. Timing is everything. And so just a little bit about Erin. She's special to us for lots of reasons. Our our youngest and your youngest. Mm-hmm. So both of our babies have been friends for years at school. Yes. And, and her, Lucas, and our Ava, oh my goodness, he's one of our favorite friends that she has and has been. He's a good guy. Erin, good job, Mom. Well, I think sometimes we give ourselves too much credit (laughs) when things are going great and too much credit when things are going bad too (laughs) right so right now thank you for that (laughs) he's such a sweet guy we appreciate he's a good man and then also Aaron is an inspiration to us for lots of reasons but Aaron works with one of our personal heroes for a long time yours first and, and foremost and you know him the best obviously but you work with John Maxwell. Yes. <laughs> you were so funny. I, I have to tell this story. We were acquaintances and friends for months, and you were referring to this man that you were working with, John. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just said, I, you know, I, who, who is this that you're working with? And you casually said, have you ever heard of John Maxwell? I go, <laughs> What? John Maxwell. I, if we would have been at my house, I would have thrown back my bookshelf. You mean this John Maxwell? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm just a little familiar with John Maxwell. I don't oh, remember. That's great. And, and thinking to myself how admirable it was. You had never said a word. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't like to name drop, and um, and I'm just grateful to be able to have that not only friendship and fathership, but um, to be able to work alongside someone as accomplished as he is well what are you doing with mr maxwell oh well um (laughs) so i have a title but we're a titleless organization so it's kind of funny i think the titles are really for other people um rather than for ourselves i like my own title that i've given myself (laughs) i like to put my own name tag on and it says whatever it takes oh nice you're the whatever it takes gal yeah (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. Thanks. Thanks. Good one. You can loan. I'll loan it to you. Okay. Yeah. I will. Thanks, I will borrow Aaron. that for Thank sure. Very much. But the title that I have with his organizations is the content curator. Okay. So basically, um, I get to create resources for churches and um, for schools, and also for businesses to help equip, help steward. Um, stewardship services to sermons preparation um to speeches that might be given for not just only john but also his ceo i work very closely with his ceo um we have a well there's just 
kind of a plethora of organizations that I work with within his enterprise. Okay. (laughs) But how did this happen? Was this like a, I want to work with John Maxwell or how did you, how, how did you guys meet? Well, I can go, I can kind of go back in time a little bit and start with, um, I think so much of who we are is, is based on where we've come from. Mm. And I believe, um, as much as my life is just a hodgepodge of patchwork fringes <laughs> of life that I think that um, God uses everyone to create really a masterpiece. That's awesome. And to be used for, for his purpose. That's awesome. So, um, so if you don't mind, I might even go back. I was hoping you'd go back. Because if I just go to where I um, came across intersection with, with um, John Maxwell's brand, it, it kind of um, doesn't have the full purpose behind it. Girl, give us the full purpose. We want to okay. hear this. Yeah. I love. I'm so excited. Oh, I want to hear these stories. This isn't something. I'm so such a person that loves to put the shine of light on a spotlight of it on everyone else. So this is um, not a story that I talk about. And so, oh, Aaron, thanks. hopefully, hopefully, I have maybe some. Because uh, I just don't know how to talk about myself very well. Oh, this is going to be great. So, I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I was raised um, in a faith, non-faith background. My parents weren't um, married very long before my mom left to discover her um, lesbian lifestyle. Oh, wow. Okay. And then my father ended up being remarrying and both my mom's choices of partner and my father's choices of partner um, were both verbally abusive and physically abusive. Now, I say that not just to claim victim here but I have a purpose in that and so I think what happened for me was I never really felt like I belonged and I never because I was being passed back and forth um, to places where I wasn't really truly wanted I I never got a chance to grow roots anywhere sure excuse me so um so I just kind of wandered and I'm still wandering today, but in a different way. <laughs> so uh, so from there, um, I thought, gosh, what does this mean to me? And I really, what I desired most was to be pursued. And I wasn't being pursued by my mother, and I wasn't being pursued by my father. And eventually, in a marriage, I wasn't even being pursued in my marriage as well. Mm. I think sometimes we replay what how we were raised. Sure. So, um, and I just desired that. Well, what I didn't know that God was pursuing me all along from the very beginning. Um, and it wasn't until later that, um, I was at a party. I was in my younger twenties and I was at a party and the conversation turned to, uh, Jesus. And so I just, because I didn't have any background, um, decided that I would get up and go. And a friend of mine walked me to the door. His name is Josh. And uh, a redhead friend of mine that I adore and to this day adore. <laughs> oh, y'all are still friends. Yes. Nice. And um, he said he said to me, you know, I'd like to introduce you to Jesus if I could. <laughs> Just plain and simple. And I said, really? How so? And he said, <laughs> well... All you need to do is ask him to come into your heart. And I said, just like that? And he said, yeah, really, just like that. And so he said, you know, I can start it if you want. And I said, all right, shoot. Shoot (laughs) for it. This is great, Aaron. And he said, said, Jesus? So I said, Jesus? And he said, come in. And so I said, come in. And then he repeated, come in again and he repeated it four times and by that time I just felt my body beginning to get so warm and it an emotional like crazy and um and I asked him to come in and reside in my heart oh and and literally I didn't even know I felt stunned and wasn't sure what all 
was taking place, but that was the day that I got the Jesus seed planted. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, so I left, I drove home, and on the way, that warmth just just carried me, and I felt like like home. It was a, mm-hmm. a warmth that, that you would find in, in a home, or home that I imagined would be like. Sure. And um, so from there, um, really, I just... I just felt pursued, literally, by him. Wow. And I didn't even know really where to turn. But at first, it was like this, this relationship that I began to, that began growing was first like an awkward date, <laughs> first date kind of thing. <laughs> but then it grew into this love affair. Wow. And, um, and so from, from there, I got so excited in this growth and I wanted to share it with others. And so I remember t- I wanted to like dress it up, layer it. I wanted to now, okay, so now I'm in love. Now I need to kind of layer the learning. Now I better figure out, like read some scripture and <laughs> and and kind of figure out what this God thing is all about. So I, I went to church and I brought it, I brought this love affair to the Catholic church. I also brought it to the Mormon church and I also tried to bring it into my marriage. And it was interesting because what I discovered when I did that, um, it was like I was put under, it was that relationship was put under a microscope, dissected, um, put through a meat grinder, processed and tried to be structurized. And I thought, Wait a second. Wow. Um, it 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 made me wonder. Um, kind of, I started to do. I is is this not real? And and maybe this isn't the belonging that that I've always searched for. So I almost went took a step backward. And so what I did was I turned to books. Literally, I stepped. I I took my that love affair and I took it away from everybody else and their judgment and their thoughts and processes. And I went and I, I just said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go learn what, what this relationship is, is going to be what I, what, how I want it to, to, to sure, be your experience. Yeah. And so, um, I started devouring books, like ate them up. And, um, from there I ran across I was telling Kevin earlier that um, I was at a bookstore, which was my hangout place. I went from extroversion to total introversion and a bookworm. And um, <laughs> and this book literally like jumped off the bookshelf at me, and it was called Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. Oh, wow. And did you have any idea at this time? No, I had no, I had no idea who this gentleman was at all. And so it was just the title, it Failing was, Forward. It was the title. The title, Failing Forward, spoke to me so deeply. And I thought, I, I, I grabbed the book and I looked at the thesis. And this concept was like revolutionary for me because it was taking your challenge, your adversities, and your, and your mistakes and turning them into stepping stones for success. Oh, yeah. And oh. I went, what? This exists? Where have I been? Wow. So I devoured the book and then found out that he had written, I think at that time, probably like 80 books already. Wow. <laughs> so That's I became amazing. a hu- and just enamored by his teaching. And it was, it was so simple, but not so simple to apply. And it Gosh, was, that's well said. Yeah, it was simple, but not so simple to apply. Yeah. So the concepts, I feel like you would you would read that and go, oh yeah, I know that. But knowing the greatest gap in life is n- from knowing to doing. Oh. So and and I feel like um, oh someone said this to me and I wrote it down and it impacted me. They said application is the point of transformation. So until you, you can consume something, you can know something, but until you start applying it and, and teaching others or passing it on, mm-hmm. 
it's there's no transformation that's taken place. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? It's beautiful. It I'm beautiful. thinking of like the, the way the Bible would say it is oh. faith without works is dead. So you yeah. can believe something beautiful all day, but until there's like something that comes out of you that's, you know, exercise. This is truly what I believe. It's, it's created an action now. Yes. It's dead. Yeah. Behavior is everything. Wow. And then take it into the business marketplace, which oh. is what we yeah. do a lot. And, and it's all about culture. Culture is behavior. So you don't even have to, you can, people can have signs up and they can say, this is what we do, but we go into an organization and right. just watch, we watch the behavior of the people and then we s- let them know what we think their culture is. Whoa. Yeah. It's That's powerful. Great. Action speaks so loud. Wow. Oh, I, oh, I, I heard this. Um, I think John said this or once said this. Your talks, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. <laughs> okay, like okay, you gotta say it again, and then I've gotta teach it <laughs> to Quinn. It's like a, it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> your talk talk and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Wow, that's super helpful. Isn't that cool? Oh, it's wonderful. Okay, so then that's books, and so that's how I started um, um, reading John's material. And then um, I started sharing, I started having book clubs, literally. I just, I thought, gosh, if this is making such an impact for me, I want to share it with others. So it started off as book clubs that turned into uh, filling offices, then turned into filling auditoriums. And um, someone invited me and said, oh, Mr. Maxwell will be speaking to my organization. And oh. I said, you're kidding. Can can I get a ticket? And you were speaking at these. Mm-hmm. So see, you are speaking. No, I wasn't speaking. I was just really sharing what was in the book. Okay. That's really what I was doing. <laughs> With words. <laughs> That's kind of like speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, um, so then I went and... Um, heard him speak and just validated really what I read in the books. Wow. Almost more so. Um, he was such a man of compassion and desire to, to really add value to people. Wow. And that, that comes ac- across, he can speak to thousands, hundreds, well, thousands of people. And you feel, I, and people have told me this, you feel like he is speaking directly to you. Wow. He has th- such a gift. That, that way. is a gift. Mm-hmm. So he um, does a book line. I stood in book in the book line and got an opportunity to share with him what I was doing, um, teaching his material. And um, he asked me for my input on something that was happening within their organization at that time. And um, and then, based on my response, um, asked me to come down and sit within their organization in a team meeting. And where I met his CEO, um, Mr. Mark Cole, and um, and kind of shared what I was doing, oh. and so uh, they asked me if I would head up part of this part of their organization, and um, so I moved to Georgia. Oh my gosh, Erin, that is great! Yeah. So your personal growth, you grew into this. Mm-hmm. Because you were hungry. Yes. I'm, I'm summarizing, but you were hungry. Yes, absolutely. Personal growth really became a platform um, for which I built my career. Yeah. Goodness, this is a beautiful story. Okay. But had it not, I hadn't even really gone to personal growth hadn't I been introduced to Jesus Christ. Oh, Aaron. You know what I love about you? I love that you turned to books and that you went looking, that you, you detached from opinions and that you went looking in books. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about that failing forward? Because I know I've heard you say before that part of your job now is to teach people how to fail. Yes. Talk to us about this because I'm with you. Um, I, as a very, I'm positive off the charts, like in strength finders, it's always, every time I take it, it's in the top five. So it's been a struggle for me in my adult life to find a place for negativity or failure, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And the Lord has been so helpful and he, this, the, he used a scripture even just recently with me, and the Holy Spirit was explaining it to me that, that he makes your enemies your footstool. And he one day, he, he, we were, I was just spending time with him, and he said, hey, 
what if you stood on top of that footstool? Could you reach things mm-hmm. that you couldn't reach minus it? And anyway, he's still, I'm at 44 and he's still trying to get across to me the concept that failure is awesome. Like it's a, it's a growth kind of thing. And so well, I am coveting your answer. Like I want to know. Well, I don't think we actually truly overcome our, our weaknesses. So I, I think that they're just a part of us. And I think if, I think if people need to hear that it's okay that you're going to str- have this struggle maybe throughout life. And maybe you might feel like you s- stepped over that, you've overcome it. But there are times where, where in life where you need to be reminded, for me, it was b- being that I belong. I have to many times remind myself that I am a daughter of a king. And oh. that I belong to him. And I speak that out loud. So so I guess my point was really just to reiterate that that it's okay to not overcome and arrive that you've got this nailed and you got it now. Because I think if we did, we wouldn't be dependent on God. Oh, Aaron, unpack this is beautiful. Mm. This is so helpful. So this this what you're talking about is dependency. Yeah, absolutely. Because this think if it, I think he 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 created us broken and needed so that we could depend on him. If we didn't, we wouldn't search for him. We wouldn't rely on him. We wouldn't be obedient and walk in faith. We wouldn't have faith if we didn't depend on him. Wow. Is this in our weakness he's made strong? When the word absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. How do you teach people how to fail? Well, well, I'm a walking failure myself. (laughs) Just like I'm a sinner saved by grace, right? Why does it just feel so so good to say, I'm a walking failure myself? (laughs) Well, let's just face it. I mean, it's so nice to just be free and honest and transparent with people. Once we drop all of the BS, I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) You can edit that if you need to. Run it. Now, really, I think it's an appropriate term for what we throw up f- for each other in yeah, communication. Yeah. yeah, and if we're going to let that stuff out, it's going to hit a fan and come flying back at us anyway. <laughs> so we might as well just get it out and say, you know, I, I am a walking failure, but but I've also I'm also an overcomer mm. through through the help of God. There's this um there's this, well, I'm, I'm diddle-daddling and not coming back to the failure, <laughs> teaching failure. So That's okay. Say your thing. I'll bring you back to the failure. Well, I'll go, I'll go to the failure. <clears throat> this is women. We talk like this. I tell this. I work yeah. in such a man's world, and this is so fun. They talk like, let's get to the point, and then we'll go, you know, we'll talk about concepts and things. And we, men talk like target, bullseye, and then go out, and women talk out and spiral to get to, to the, the target box. that's so <laughs> true <laughs> and i oh like, yes i can't even see that the target yet yeah. i've got to talk my way to that target baby <laughs> that's right and mark says Ooh. all the time mr cole says man just let her talk because she is going somewhere eventually <laughs> i found that with erin working with her if you just let her go she will get somewhere <laughs> spiral to the center <laughs> and i might get that that's let's spiral. Awesome. Let's bring it home, Aaron. Bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. So teaching failure is really um, is is something that isn't. I never went through school and oh. was taught this. Oh my goodness! That's no. why it was so revolutionary for me. Um, so we find that whether it's in an organization, whether it's um, we work a lot with um, the direct marketing industry. And we need to tell them to, th- we need to set the upfront expectation of failure, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in a business, whether it's um, st- a startup business, whether it's um, whether it's a failure in church, something that happens there. Um, failure is everywhere, and if we don't have s- regular conversations and be able to approach it and be transparent about it. Um, we're, we're really, we're hyping up our world and we're not providing them tools to deal with it. That's helpful. So in failure is an opportunity to get tools to go at it again. Is that what you just said? Absolutely. Great. Yeah. You'll find, you find failure really introduces you to who you are. Oh. And it also introduces you to opportunity. Wow. Yeah. So if, if we can teach this and we can teach kids that they're going to fail, let them know 
you're going to mess up and, and provide that unconditional love. And l- here's a couple tools for you to be able to use if, if this failure happens to you. So you address the things on the front end, whether it's with kids or, um, I just, I just never got this. This is such no. basic stuff, but I, I never received it. So that's why I'm so excited to be able to pass these things on to other people. But it sounds, it's so basic. It's no. so like 101. Well, but you said earlier what you know and what you do. That, what did you say? That it's the, the how much the greatest distance? gap in in this world is the is the gap between knowing and doing. Right. So hearing this is super helpful, and that's why we're doing this. I mean, we just get it out there. But then practicing, then remembering this when you fail is a whole different thing. The Holy Spirit, the way he's walking me through this right now, is this is the perfect place for you to be loved. In my worst failures, when I'm like, um, so you just saw what I just did and said. Uh, that was horrible. I just promised to never do it again. And he's just been reminding me in that place. This is where you remember you're a daughter. Yeah. Start saying out loud. You're a daughter. I am well loved. This is where you remember that you're dependent on me. Oh, this is great. So this is how you teach people to fail. Mm -hmm. And so failure is not a bad thing. No, it's a stepping stone for for your future. It can be. Or you can choose to be a victim by it. Okay, so failure is what would create a victim. Not processing through failure properly or knowing that it could work to your advantage right yeah I mean it could be failure it could be uh it could be life it could be things you know I think sometimes sometimes I think you know gosh I heard this statistic and I don't have the actual statistic but but loneliness is in a, at an all-time high right now uh, really ever wow. before in history whoa whether it's among our kids or among the elderly, but it's at an all-time high. And I really believe that we are technologically connected like never before, but so yet disconnected. disconnected. Mm -hmm. And and I think failure and not teaching failure is one of those those Mm -hmm. things that can connect us. That brokenness that we have, each one of, to be broken is human. And it can, and brokenness can be beautiful. I'm beautifully broken, just like I'm a walking failure. And it's only grace that can make that beautiful. Like, I need Jesus. I have to have your help. I would not even have to. That sounds so desperate, but I want. Yeah. Like, I want to be yeah. in a relationship with you. You're, you're the one that makes this thing go. Yeah. I love wow. John. Um, I've heard him say, he goes, man, I'm always over my head. And once you're over over your head, it doesn't matter how deep the water is. Wow. And I think sometimes we live in our comfort zones. We live in our edited versions of ourselves. Would you do talk about this? You mentioned this off air just a little bit ago. It was really helpful, Erin. Well, I wish I have it kind of summarized, but I just I'm I'm sad that that we aren't we're transparent, but we're only transparented to the point of what we edit. Wow. And so controlled transparency is yeah, that a thing? <laughs> yeah. And it's so sad because we're not getting the raw version of each other. And what's the benefit of the raw version of each other? It it's a bridger. It's a wow. connector to people because they feel so isolated and alone because they think that they're the only ones going through what they're going through. And so when you sh- if you share your brokenness and your your um mistakes and your failures and your and your struggles and your adversity with people, they that helps them because they don't feel alone. Which we would totally do when we recognize, we will do when we recognize that failure's not a, a horrible thing. Yes, right. I mean, it's, again, a stepping stone. I like that word. It's a, something to stand on to reach higher. It's, or, or it introduces you to yourself. Introduces you to yourself. That is helpful. Yeah. Nothing to be afraid of. An opportunity to learn. And again, get up and go at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Aaron's super helpful. We really praise uh, tenacity and get up and do it again, get up and do it again. Sometimes we need to stay down. Ooh, do talk to us about this. Sometimes we need to stay down, ask for help, and learn where we're at, why we're down. Think about why we're down before we get back up and try and engage. That is super helpful. 
So and that's like, don't just keep doing the same thing. Like, yeah. figure out what is happening. What's that definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over again and expecting different results? Yes. Yeah. And so many people have been attributed with it. But my favorite is Albert Einstein. <laughs> Every time I read that quote, somebody else, <laughs> like, whoever started it. That's right. That is helpful. So, so when we find ourselves down, it's an opportunity to learn why and how to get back up, but mm-hmm. not just necessarily just keep get getting back, back up. That'd be trying too hard. Well, it would be trying not necessarily right. That's helpful. So So. get back to learning. Yeah. Okay, I've got your bio in front of me, which was super helpful because, again, I've said two or three times, I've got to wrap my head around what it is that you're doing. I just know you're all over the world, and you always have helpful things to say. But this bio was helpful to me. I love this. Um, Erin is passionate about leadership, and her greatest joy lies in the development of others. Is that what you were calling serving earlier? Yeah, yeah. So how are you developing others? Like some specific, I know lots of ways, but specifically now. So really my job is to create resources um, that help develop others. So whether it's books, research, um, uh, high school curriculum that we're developing, um, resources for churches. So we found, here's something that's kind of unique. <coughs> because um, I'm from the unchurched, I felt called to the unchurched. Oh, that's beautiful. I appreciate that. And um, I felt like there wasn't enough resources and tools um, to be able to reach those people that would probably never, ever come to church. And so we had a team, and we we did some research, and um, we interviewed people that were agnostic, atheist, um, people maybe who left the church, and asked them um, questions. And we found that there was really about five reasons, common themes, of why people didn't come to church and didn't have a relationship with God. We created a tool for um, for churches to use, or anyone really, any lay person um, to use, that that they could, it's called the four pictures of God. Ooh. So really we, we talked about the, the, the wrong pictures and then provided the right one. And it's very simple. But um, that's super helpful because to identify, oh, that's not him. Mm-hmm. I totally thought it was him. Is very valuable. And then to have people have the communication with others, what what picture, what wrong picture did they identify with, and why? why? And it got deep and very powerful, especially in a community, you know, like in a, a small group setting. Sure. And um, some of them said, "Well, I identified with all of those." Whoa. Yeah. So, and and there's there's something powerful in a picture. And I think that's neat to be able to say that to you, being a photographer. But <laughs> um, an image sometimes can um, imprint on on the brain. And so to be able to say the four pictures. So we had one was a garbage can. And this was a wrong picture, which was, you know, we you might have felt like trash. Wow. That you weren't clean enough. Whoa. To be worthy to go to church, Whoa. Wh- worthy to have a relationship with God, that you were just dirty. Wow. So a garbage can was one of them. Another one was a wall. That wow. It was so hard to get on the other side. It was so far. They were so far from God, not tangible. Um, so maybe a proximity kind of a, a, a problem that they couldn't get to him because Whoa. they had to go through all these hoops. That um, that is so telling. They Aaron. could not get over the wall, and so for for some people, it was just the wall. It was, it's, I can't get close to God, uh, and the, even the concept of that. Um, another one was, I think, a ladder, and um, and that's a powerful image too because it's one based on works. Mm-hmm. That if I'm good enough, if I'm, if I do these things, that I I can have this relationship. Whoa. And that's the wrong picture, and and the right picture really is uh, is one that's a relationship. So so it's a powerful tool, and it's things like that, the resources that we create, whether it's for for churches, and we take the same concepts. Um, which what I love is when we go into the the business marketplace, and um, and so many people 
we see are coming to the Lord through the business avenue, the venues. Beautiful. It is powerful. I mean, we're talking around the world. And what's interesting, which I've I've learned through um, being mentored um, by these two gentlemen that are are just gifts of God. Um, But they, they told me that you're never to witness or to, to someone until you first added value to them. And if you think about people who a lot of times, you know, right. Christians, sometimes we're, that's our pitfall fall. Right. Because we're so excited, you know, set yourself on fire so everyone will come and watch. Um, we're so excited and we go right to the witnessing part without adding the value and building the relationship. Mm. So sometimes you can do that. But other times you're just planting seeds and planting seeds and preparing the soil. Mm-hmm. And um, so we try and give tools to equip people to be able to to do that alongside with just mm. what they're, they're witnessing. So they can be salt and light. Oh, so, so give us an example of, of like how you are being able to like witness to people in the professional world and bring them to, G- to a relationship with Jesus. Like give us an example of that because that is... Well, th- that is awesome. Like, what a great hope that Thanks. is for for our our, our business planet, like yeah. our economy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I definitely. mean, really. Well, thanks for asking. So there's there's two ways. So let me share with you what I personally do, and okay. then I can share with you what we do organizationally. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So personally, um, so networking in the business world is huge. So, um, so you use terminology that, that coincides with, with where they're at. You know, you connect with people where they are and then bring them from where they are to where you would want them to go. That's a part of a leadership step. But um, w- so often we just want people to come to where we are rather than connecting with them where they are. So uh, networking is huge in the business realm, and everybody wants to know who you know, who you're connected with, um, you know, the name dropping, all of that. And so um, John wrote a book called Great Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. Oh. It's a phenomenal mm-hmm. book. And the basis of questions I- is beginning. It's almost like an art form to be able to ask people questions. And so one of the questions we ask in um, a business setting, maybe it's we're waiting for the food to be brought in. It can be very casual. Is, um, and it's, this is a gold of a question. Who do you know that I should know? It's the best networking question you could ever ask. That's helpful. Because everyone knows someone, you know, that six degrees of mm-hmm. separation. Everyone knows <laughs> someone that could could maybe launch you. Right. Uh, bring you to where, on a path of purpose for you. So I think John has connected some of those, um, that question, to some of his, well, John Wooden. He, he asked that question to someone else, and they said, well, I know John Wooden, who um, mentored John for years and gives a lot of uh, respect to wow. um, where he is today. So that is a tool that I use, and then when it comes around to me, so I'm asking this question, and everybody's sharing, and oh my gosh, taking notes, and when it comes to me, if... I have added, I feel like I've added enough value maybe earlier on the day, then I'll say, well, I'd like to, I'd like you to know Jesus Christ. And so then it gives me, it might even stun them, but it gives me an opportunity to talk about them Awesome. Wow. in that matter. So who do you know that I should know? And then when it comes to you and you're asking, you're very involved in the conversation with everyone else. When it comes to you, you can say, Jesus. Yep. That's really great. And then they go like, how so? (laughs) Like, how does that work? (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) it's a profitable question and path that just sent you here. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that's something that I use personally in the business arena. And then also what we do organizationally, which is we're seeing souls come to Christ like thousands and thousands and thousands. I wish I had an exact number, but it's changing all the time globally. In, in Oh, in meetings and business meetings? Yes. Or just so whoa. John generally speaks to large groups of, of people. 
And so we are asked often through our nonprofit organization, the John Maxwell Leadership Foundation, to come in. Um, we've been invited by 22 presidents of countries. And we come into the country and um, we provide, we've identified seven streams of influence where we come in and penetrate and the top influences the bottom. Um, I could go on and on about transformation within a country, and he's the only individual that is is doing this across the world. And um, wow. we're very effective with it. And we found that once we come, and you know, they're kind of like, what's the catch? Because we raise the funds to be able to provide the resources and come and speak. So we just penetrate the country their top leaders who then what we do is we add value to leaders who multiply value to others. So we find that if you could um, really consolidate your time with a handful of people, they then roll, you know, affect the rest of the people. Or they multiply. Right. Yeah. But we always serve the people that are the needy and, and that, and we try and actually build up a middle class within a, a, in a country. So, when we do this, we add value, add value. And then when, when Mr. Maxwell's done speaking, we, we ask everyone to clear out. And, the, and we say, there's one person that I would like to introduce you to. And, that pers- and I would like to share my faith with you because it's been something that's been s- helped me with my success in life. Wow. And if you put it into the success terms... Um, it's quite appealing for people, and we find that people that were they're like, well, if there's a success principle within a God conversation, then I'll hear it, regardless. Whoa, that's interesting. So they don't before you do this, knowing God and success are not associated. They're not coincide. No, wow, not typically. Mm-mm. Wow, so all over the world here too. All over the world, all over the world here too. And so we we have them leave. So this is a separate thing that's being shared, um, a meeting that's not associated with the other. And we find that literally 89 to 90% come back. Whoa. And hear basically John's testimony. And that's where you're seeing all the salvation. And he, and he has, he asked people to come forward. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. And, and it, it's my favorite part of what we do. <laughs> it is. You're it a part of that, sister. Get, it doesn't get boring. It doesn't get diminished at all. It is. Um, it's just to watch that and watch the people come forward. Is it your favorite thing that you're doing? It's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's so <laughs> They're good. They're getting the Jesus seed. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, okay, we need to process them. We need to then you know, connect them with the church. We need a this and that. And um, God speaks to every individual uniquely. Personally. Personally. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just planting the seed. I so appreciate everything. Who doesn't love everything about Jesus? But I love Jesus said it is going to, when his disciples, of course, were so sad that he was leaving. They were like, what? (laughs) What do you mean you're going to (laughs) leave? I mean, rightfully so. They're having total breakdowns that he's leaving. And he said, no, it's good for you that I go because I'm sending somebody more wonderful. The Holy Spirit who can talk to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week in all these different ways that you're talking about and be a friend and stay with us and pursue us. And, you know, so that's how he's talking. And hold us. And hold us. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've got so many thoughts swirling. Do you too? Oh, oh yeah, definitely I do. And you go because I I'm, I was going to go back in a conversation. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I was just kind of like forward thinking, you know. So um, and just kind of like cruising through questions that I wanted to ask. Like, what when when you look to the future, what are you most hopeful and excited about? Like, from the knowledge that you've gained from where you've come from in in your life and your personal testimony where you're at today and what God is doing inside of you in this growth. When you look <laughs> forward, good. what you go, oh, I can't wait to tell people about this. Well, that's funny because I'm, I'm, that's a great question. <laughs> it's a powerful question. And, and I, I think you're going to be very disappointed <laughs> in my answer. <laughs> that's okay because we now Darn. know that failure's not scary. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. that question. <laughs> that's all right. Isn't that? I think that's, 
so much of my life was future gazing. Wow. And I got caught up. I think so often we get caught up in future gazing that we miss the opportunity of today. That's helpful. And today matters. Oh. Um, that's another book, by the way. T- today matters. <laughs> today matters. Yep. There you go. Take that <laughs> down in my notes. Wow. Like um, I think it's re refigured. Um, we make sometimes short books out of longer books, and it's called <laughs> Make Today Count. And um, and that's I you know I I struggle with some health challenges. I've had cancer a few times, and um, I always got caught in wanting to focus on the future and rather than just being present, whether it was being present in my sickness, whether it was being present in my struggle, whether it was being present um, in the difficulty, it was hard to draw me back in. And and I really feel like I'm being obedient when I don't go into the future and I stay in today. Present. Mm-hmm. That, that is a great so answer. profound. Wow. What is the power of being present again? Is this is this back to I can learn? Like this is where I get my tools. There's opportunity if th- I'm present. Yeah, I think we just miss out. We we we're not intentionally living and we're not um we lack awareness when we're future gazing. We um we lack connections, we lack opportunity. We're missing out on so much that's happening right in front of us and I really believe that we'd be missing out on the Holy Spirit working in us right in that present moment. Wow. If if we're future gazing. It's something <laughs> that I helpful. really struggle with in my life. So I'm I'm glad that you asked me that, but it's kind of ironic. It, it's an oxymoron <laughs> when I tell yeah. you like well I don't. Well, I don't. I, <laughs> I do, but I kinda get whiplashed back into today. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> That's a great way to say that. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us back in the conversation just a little bit, but I want to ask about those pictures that you were showing people that had the wrong perceptions of God, yes. and you mentioned a ladder, and that was works. The trash can, to me, would be works as well about, oh, all my bad deeds are keeping me sure. you know, from the Lord. Sure, but I think sometimes the ladder is more about the people that are... I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's the um, the brother of the prodigal son. I was just about to say, like right. the older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that you know, what about me? Right. I've got. I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Why 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 am I not getting a party? Uh, exactly. <laughs> a skinny exactly. goat. Why is there no celebration? <laughs> There's one translation. Why are we that not says, cooking up the fat pig? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> one translation says, "I've never even been given a skinny goat." I always get tickled. I'm like, "Ha ha!" I wanted a goat. Well, then the trash can would be the younger son that was like, "Forget it. I can't do anything." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's no hope for me if that's the list. Yes. I am out of here. And then what was the other photograph? Let's see, was the, the wall. Oh, the, the wall. wall. Mm-hmm. And that would be getting to the Lord. Yeah. With those pictures, do you know what all of them that answered to him is pursuit, which was yeah. your initial thing that we, we, the, the click comes like the lights go on in Christianity for the Christian. When we understand we never, we wouldn't have gone. It's not like we had this great idea. I'm going to go find Jesus. He was in wild right. pursuit mm-hmm. of us. Like he has been yeah. running after us every second of every day. For our whole lives. Like he jumped over the wall. Yes. He jumped in the trash can. That's right. He, he climbed the ladder. He, he climbed the came down the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was all his great yeah. idea. And that's when life starts happening for yeah. the Christian. I have to remind myself regularly oh. that I'm worthy to be pursued. Oh, that's. Even today. Even today. I love it that that's your story. That pursuit is part of your story. That is the gospel. It the is. The entire gospel mm-hmm. is you are pursued. So. I hear you say you have had a heart that was hungry for Jesus from the very beginning. Yeah. I just love it. So I've I've just been thinking about this this whole time about, oh, my gosh, the answer is pursuit. God's (laughs) the one that did it. He, you know, minus us, like way before we, this thing's 2,000-something years old. And that's just the gospel. (laughs) So And he's still pursuing. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time, every day. 
Well, Aaron Miller, I think we're about wrapping it up yeah. time. I know, even yeah. though I do have five more. Oh days. man, I'm like, dude, all these questions. So, so you know, honestly, you 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 definitely want to. I mean, because there's so there are a lot of people that listen, and they're listening from like all over the world. They're listening to our chat, and so if there's a like a little nugget that you could give somebody, I feel like you're getting lots of them tonight. But just oh. to leave somebody to leave people with that maybe are, you know. Um, just don't know that they're being pursued or maybe they're just struggling in their life as a believer to know that God really loves them. Well, what would be, what would be a nugget for you to share with them? Boy, if I could tell, if I could just reach across the airwaves, I think I would just let the listeners know how valued that they really are. Yeah. Not only by us sitting around this table, but by God that, that their brokenness their struggles, um, that they're, they're, they're beautiful. And to maybe ask God to continue to break you because it's through being broken that we can be restored through him and dependent upon him. So, um, I guess I would just say that, um, I'm your friend and he ultimately is your very best friend possible best friend yeah that's really great <laughs> best news ever, ever. <laughs> it really is Aaron miller thank you thank we you appreciate you, you. oh my goodness again thank i feel you. like well, you're helping all these people so thank you for what you're doing and i think we can all just feel your sense of love and oh good yeah. for all those that are are listening good it's been invested in us god has that's loved so us true. so well what else so would true. you do i mean really i know we all get to that point where we were like what else am i going to do with my life you have that's loved right. me super well so that's right well, we love you. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on. This was Thank big you. fun. God yeah. bless you. And yeah. thanks for listening to BA Chats. Oh, my goodness. Again, email us at BA Chats at BethelAtlanta.com. It's that easy. Love to hear from you and your testimonies about how God is doing it again in your life. You guys remember that Jesus loves you. And we love you too. Amen.